welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we worship you. Lord, we honor you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Praise Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Giving glory to God the Father, my Creator. Giving glory to God the Son, my Redeemer. Giving glory to God the Holy Spirit, my Sustainer. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Redeemer. Happy Father's Day. And here at Redeemer, it is our custom, it is our tradition that the month of June is known as men's season. Men's season. Yes. We want to take an opportunity to thank and praise Almighty God. Amen. Amen. For all of the events that have taken place during this month of June. Amen. We really want to touch those and that play a major role behind the scenes that we appreciate everything that you've done. Amen. 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 You've heard it said before, but we've got some committed brothers here at the Church of the Redeemer. Y'all can have a seat. I'm going to get to the word in a minute. You can have a seat. I mean, I personally enjoy Yesterday, yesterday I had an opportunity to live out one of my fantasies. You can get this one, buddy. They brought me a referee shirt. Yeah. Well, I always wanted to be like Mendy Rudolph. Yeah. Then I had to realize how old I was because not everybody knew who Mandy Rudolph was. (laughs) We had prayer. We had prayer services. And we had just some awesome, awesome events. And we just thank God for the men thinking it not robbery to come out the choir rehearsal to give us a literal picture of what it had to be like when the men and the Levites led worship. I don't know. There's a different spirit when the men are leading worship. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's my honor to stand before the great people of the Church of the Redeemer Baptist. Amen. Amen. Uh, I will, whew, will always tell you. Thank you. Every time I stand behind this sacred desk. I'll never forget when I came through this door and I wasn't even worth a dime. And I sat in the back. God slowly moved me up, moved me up, 
move me up, move me beyond what I thought. And now that I'm worth 50 cents, I got to say thank you. Thank you. I, I want to thank my friends that have come out to worship with us today. Uh, in the back, I have my co-worker, Dr. Tanya Solomon, and her husband, Deacon Solomon. Y'all yeah. make sure you show them some redeemer love. Amen. I got my buddy here, Daryl. Daryl hung out with us yesterday at the basketball court. Amen. Amen. And let me, let me, let me share something. A lot of times, we take for granted what we're in the center and we can't see. But it's a blessing when you get somebody on the other side, on the outside, that can look in and see how blessed we are. Amen. Thank you, my brother. Amen. And then I have my good friend here. Uh, you want me to use a nickname or get a real name? All right. Bunny Wilson. You might not know Bunny Wilson, but Bunny is a former NBA player. Bunny played for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, my best friend, an NBA legend. Amen, amen, amen. Not only his friends in the house, but, but family is in the house. And I'll start with my brother-in-law. Is that you, Sam, behind the mask? I thought that was you. Amen, amen. I want to come on down to my favorite niece. Thank you so much. Amen, amen. And then my mother, praise God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now, watch this. Y'all that know me from birth, right? Y'all probably say, that ain't Goldie. Well, Goldie's the one that gave me birth. But God blessed me with another mother through marriage. Yeah. 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 I don't have a mother-in-law. I have another mother. Amen. 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 Did I miss any family? Because I do got to go to the eye doctor. I'm going to make that plain. All right. Did I, yeah. Now, listen, listen. I'm a little old-fashioned. I don't know if you know that by now. I believe on men's day that the men ought to do everything. But I'm still a student being taught by Almighty God. So Almighty God said, I got something for you this morning. I got a lady that's going to be on the program on Men's Day, and I want to know what you got to say about it. God got jokes. God had my wife on the program on Men's Day. Woo! Yeah. God is still teaching. Baby, you are all that. I, I, I want to tell you. I Listen, 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 listen. Listen. I've been blessed to have a ringside seat. In other words, I've been blessed to watch God expand this woman's kingdom and territory. I'm, I'm telling you, I've watched God open doors and make ways based on her faithfulness to the ministry. Watch this, baby. I am so glad and blessed to be a saucer as your cup overflows. I'm just telling the truth. Amen. I like to, I like to thank Pastor Smith. I really do. 
Amen. I'd like to thank Pastor Smith for this privilege. You know, Pastor Smith didn't have to go through his Rolodex. They don't have Rolodex no more, but you got to get the picture. To get all the way to the L's to find somebody. I appreciate that. This opportunity. All right, let's get to the word. Let's get to the word. Let's get to the word. Get to the word. Can you meet me in the seventh book of the Bible? Book of Judges. In the Old Testament. First five of the Pentateuch. Then we have Joshua. Now we have book number seven. The Judges. You've heard the pericope. Read in your hearing. With our scripture reading. And my brother blessed me with a text yesterday. With one of the verses to let me know God already confirmed. We're where we're supposed to be. We're at Judges chapter six. Verses 11 to 16. I had the privilege to, to just touch on this a little bit with the men, I think about a year ago. But the guy told me, go back. You missed a lot. <laughs> and I may still miss some today. Because as I was studying it, this is a series. So let me just give you what God gave me today. You can stand if you like. Judges chapter 6, verses 11 to 16 in the English Standard Version. You may see the heading, The Call of Gideon. Verse number 11. Now the angel of the Lord sat under the terebin at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Aborite, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Praise him. Gideon said to him, please, sir, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all the wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and has given us into the hands of the Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, go in the might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Did not I send you? And he said to him, please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manassas, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, but I will be with you, and you will strike the Midians as one man. For the next few minutes, or as the spirit leads, I, I, I want to talk from the thought, God sees greatness in you. God sees greatness in you. Let us pray. Oh, I, I need thee every hour. I need thee. God, I need you like the morning needs the sun. God, I need you like the stars need the sky. Lord, I need you like the river needs the stream. God, consecrate this feeble preacher. God, anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Lord, lead me Guide me, show me, show me the way. God, walk with me, talk with me, and have thy own way. Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Amen. I feel my help. 
If I, if I had to choose just one word to try and summarize these last two years, many words would come to mind. But if I had to choose just one word, that word would be fear. I say that, church, because of the uncertainty of the times that we live in. The anxiety that all of us feel day in and day out. For we all had or we're all having to deal with this current pandemic in the form of COVID-19. Now, if the truth be told, many of us have engaged in some level of fear regarding COVID-19. Especially if you've ever tested positive or if you've been around somebody that tested positive. Somebody know what I'm talking about. COVID. COVID has shut down the economy. Cancellation of numerous events. It's even forced the church to catch up with technology. Somebody all say amen. amen. Millions have died. Hospitals overcrowded. Not to mention that there's new strand after new strand after new strand. And then there's confusion about how it's actually spread. I'm talking about fear. Once public safe spaces like schools, subways, churches, and even supermarkets have now become sites of mass shooting. I'm talking about fear. Right here in our city, the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. Many of us are scared to walk the street during daytime, let alone at night. Innocent bystanders caught in crossfire. Let me, let me speak to the brothers for a quick minute since it is men's day. We have a fear of going to the doctor. I figured the women would say amen on that. Yeah. But there is a historical reason why. Yeah. There's a historical reason why. Do y'all remember Tuskegee? What they did to black men. Here's what I didn't know. They didn't stop until 1972. Many would make you think that was a long time ago. They didn't know. Many years they treated us unfairly. The enemy wants black men to fear. Let me, let me briefly give you the context of the text. Or should I say it another way? Let me give you a little bit of background and set this thing up for you. See, the Bible says in verses 1 to 10 in chapter 6, it talks about Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord. And for a seven-year period, God gave them into the hands of the Midianites. The text describes the Midianites as so oppressive that the Israelites would hide themselves in the mountain caves and in the cliffs. In other words, Gideon was not the only one hiding. All of the people 
behind. You see, whenever the Israelites would plant crops, they would be invaded by the Midianites. The Midianites would come in and they would take everything. They would take their sheep, their cattle, their camels, their donkeys, everything. And imagine, this happened day after day after day after day. And it led the Israelites impoverished. And of course, they start crying out to God. Reluctant when God calls our name. 
Yeah, can I get an amen? From the man. Yeah. But I'm so glad that God doesn't see us the way we see ourselves. For God sees greatness inside of each and every one of us. So this morning, I just want to encourage the men to answer the call of God. I want to share with the men that God has already equipped us for greatness. That's the church say amen. The biblical narrative of Gideon's life teaches us that God sees the greatness that's within us regardless of our reluctance to answer God's call. I want to share three quick points that I'm going to take my seat. This morning, I want to work with the letter R. That's just good old Baptist alliteration. All that means is all my points start with the same letter. So here we are. Point number one. Point one is Gideon's reluctancy. And I hope you haven't closed your body. Here we are. Verse 15 is where we see some of Gideon's reluctance. The Bible says in verse 15, he said, this is Gideon, said to him, to the Lord, Gideon says, please Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manassas, and I'm the least in my father's house. Listen to me. I'm not a clinical psychologist, but if I was, and I had to do a psychological assessment on Brother Gideon, I would have to say that Brother Gideon suffers from a condition that is described as low self-esteem. Amen. Yeah. For him, Gideon's reluctance, we are able to see the root of the condition that Brother Gideon is suffering with. Gideon says, my clan is the weakest in Manassas, and I am the least of my family. Don't, don't, don't miss this. Gideon is sharing with us exactly how he really sees himself. In other words, can I pause and ask, how do you see yourself this morning? Do you spend a lot of time reflecting, regretting, and reliving past mistakes, past failures, past setbacks? How do you see yourself this morning, man? Are you still comparing yourself to other men? Do you still focus on the things that you don't have as opposed to focusing on the things that you do have? How do you see yourself this morning? Well, if you're taking notes, you better write this down. When it comes to the call of God on your life, you got to stop going by what you see. Let me say that again. When it comes to the call of God on your life, you cannot go by what you see. Let me let me see if I can give you an example. What I'm trying to say. Everything we see is an expression of what we cannot see. I'm, I'm going to get a little deep. I really do that. I'm going to get a little deep. But I need you to stay with me. Stay with me. Right now, most of us are either sitting on a pew or we're sitting in a chair. If you're watching virtually sitting on something, now, this, this pew or the chair is an outward expression. Got me? Outward expression means it can be seen with the eye. 
that outward expression is a result of an inward expression. Stay with me for a minute. See, the pew or the chair that you see is outward. That's the result. In order for the result to be outward, there had to be an inward. The pew or the chair had to be in the mind of the creator. In other words, the creator had to see it in their mind. And when the creator sees it in their mind, then it becomes an outward expression. Now you ought to shout if you know where I'm going. There's a logical reason why we cannot see what God sees. See, God sees the greatness that's inside of us, but we can't see. Let me go here. In my Bible, in Genesis, God said, right? God thought. God said, let it be. And it was. Strength that you had in verse number 14. 
Watch this. God sees the greatness in Gideon even before Gideon in verse 15 says he's weak. Bye, bye, bye. I got to hurry. I don't want to hold you too long. But another reason why we can't see what God sees. Right, right this day, if you take a note. As men of God, we have not learned how to walk in our anointing. Right here in the text. God says, go in the strength that you have. In other words, God said, go in the anointing that you have. You see, Gideon is threshing wheat at a wine press. Can I unpack that for you? A wine press is a pit or a large vat. It's where grapes are put in. Grapes are crushed. And it creates grape juice. A wine press is usually dug in vineyards. In biblical culture. In that day, the wine press is not the place to be fresh and weak. What is it that I'm trying to say? Simply this. If you have not learned how to walk in your anointing, you'll find yourself doing ministry in the wrong place. Just like Kitty, greatness is already inside of us. And we don't know it. And that's mainly because we have not learned how to walk in our anointing. You see, when we walk, in our morning, God gives us power to do what we've got to accomplish. When we walk in our morning, every season is our season. When we walk in our morning, our afflictions are only for a moment. When we walk in our morning, it's working together for our good. When we walk, with faith we can talk to the mountain and the mountain move when we walk in our anointing all things are possible with our God when we walk in our anointing God will open doors no man can open God will make a way out of no way when we walk in our anointing God will multiply our resources. Man, I charge you today. Learn how to walk in your anointing. When you walk in your anointing, the world will see the greatness that's inside of you. Man. Cannot see 
what God sees. Another reason we cannot see the greatness that's within is because God always starts at the end and works his way back to the beginning. Man is the complete opposite. Man starts at the beginning and tries to figure things out. Can I, can I still share a story with you about when I approach my wife? But I get all y'all listening now. I got her permission. I got the rules on how to tell us. So what I did, I went to God in further prayer. And I said, God, show me who my wife's going to be. Show me. Listen, I'm talking about fervent prayer. I'm talking about fasting. Face to the ground. Crying out. God, show me. God, show me. So I said, well, that ain't a bad thing, God. I love about God. 
God is that with this plan comes a promise. God promised to be with us every, every step of the way. God promised I'll be with you always, always, always. And Isaiah, he said, be not despair because I'm with you. Matter of fact, my grandson's name is Emmanuel. That means God is with us. In Genesis, with the story of Joseph, you'll see a sweet refrain. And the Lord was with him. God was with him. When God is with me, is the answer.
with one word. Looking at the past. I want to end the sermon with one word. Looking at the future. And when we talk about men and we talk about the future, that one word is courage. Yeah. Pastor.